Hello and welcome to episode 147 of Hearty Dose Friends. My name is Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we are solidly entering the weird. <laughs> deep, deep down the rabbit hole. We are we are in we are still in the what I hope is the adjustment period. It better be. Of the weird I mean it will be. We're very adaptable creatures, humans, but it's still quite odd to not, you know As a race, yes, but not as a person. Yeah, th- you know what, that's very true. I am sensitive and prone to routine. You know that guy who doesn't wear any shoes and he goes into the um, in, in, into the jungle and just like builds things, like he builds a house and an oven and pots. Oh, on the YouTubes. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's he's okay. He, he's adaptable. He hasn't noticed us. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just been making a kiln and some sort of automatic chicken dispenser. Don't worry. I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm I'm going to create a simple ventilator <laughs> from this uh, from this palm tree I've found on the inside of a trout. Ah, some small red berries. I've just knocked together with those an ICU. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, things are weird. Things are very odd at the moment. We're we're we're, we're doing our best to get through it, but it is difficult to stay positive. Um, however, we are all broadly healthy, so that's something, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. Well, I say broad. You know what? We're no differently sick from the way we were <laughs> We've beforehand. We've got nothing new. Nothing new, still mad. However, we thought we'd do a theme episode this week for a bit of fun. Sort of, you know. Spice it up. Rearrange the deck chairs as well. Gonna move this pot plant across the room, and it's like I'm on holiday. Mmm. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna do a. It's been a while um, since we've done a theme episode, but this theme is Who Would Win in a Fight? So I thought I, I I reached out on Twitter and I asked um, some I asked the good people of Twitter to give us some matchups, which we could which we could see which we could use our because like we write combat systems for a living, mm-hmm. so I reckon we could uh, we could probably write we could probably work this one out pretty well. I'd also like to say on the subject of writing combat systems for a living, our new game's out. It is. You can buy Heart's it. Hearts out. You can go to rrdgames.com and buy Heart. Uh, Heart is. It's ah, oh, it's great. It's genuinely, really good. Yeah, I'm really proud of what we managed to do with it. People seem happy too, which is good. I'm looking forward to people starting to play it. Uh, mainly because we are in an unprecedented age of people actually showing up to games. <laughs> what else are they doing? Yeah, you have very few excuses at this point for not showing up to a game, which is exciting. Uh, I'm I'm actually I'm in three weekly games now. That's quite impressive, actually. Yeah, I've trebled the amount of games I'm in, <laughs> which is pretty good. Uh, but go buy Heart if you've not bought Heart already for some reason. Um, give us some cash. Look at the wonderful book. And uh, Christopher, can you give me a matchup, and we'll see who's going to win? I will, and I'm going to go with the with one that's very close to my heart here from JP, mm-hmm. which is Nigella Lawson versus Nigel Slater. <sighs> Because we, we've spoken at length about both the wonderful Nigella mm-hmm. and the astonishingly gorgeous Nigel. They're both wonderful creatures. Aren't they? I'd fight to defend Nigel Slater. Mm-hmm. Because I feel I feel Nigel Slater would help me 
in a crisis. Okay. And I feel that Nigella Lawson would eat me in a crisis. <laughs> but, oh, what a glaze she'd put on you. I mean, I'd, I'd be a tasty treat for all concerned, mm-hmm. her and her, um, her, her snotty children. Oh, I, I guess they're just they're adults now. I guess um, they always looked awful. Yeah. in the in the yeah. episodes. So Nigel Slater, working class background, scrappy. Mm-hmm. Grew up on grew up on the if not the streets, definitely a street. Labour voter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but possibly there's I worry about the kindness in Nigel Slater's heart. He's very trusting, isn't he? He seems so... Tra- I, I reckon I could get him to carry a bomb through customs. Yeah, like, just could you just swallow these small packets for me? If I, if I surrounded it with pears... <laughs> like, Nigel, Nigel, I can't carry all these ripening pears. Can you, can you just pop them through customs for me? Oh, it doesn't seem like a problem. Have you ever seen Nigel Slater eat fruit? <laughs> it's like top-grade pornography. <laughs> oh, like it's classy, but it's also the right kind of filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that you could. He, you could he just proper goes it. to town on it. Not, so yeah, I think Nigel Slater is perhaps a lover, not a fighter. Yes, I. And Nigel I, Lawson, I fit, probably voted Tory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like Nigel Slater. In come come the the apocalypse, like he's okay. he's going he's going to be uh, having people taking advantage of him. That's very true. Right. And so even even if it isn't an apocalypse situation, I think that like like it's it's in a fight. Nigel is going to use some dirty tricks. Yes, and Nigel will fall for them. She's going to be like, look behind you, a late night bacon sandwich, <laughs> and then and then like Nigel Slater will turn around and and like and like like lift slightly off the ground, mayonnaise and spoon in hand. Yeah, yeah, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And then she'll just shoot him with an antique flintlock. <laughs> We've also got to think about weapons. That's true. Because, like, she's got flintlocks. She's got, like, she's probably trained in fencing. What? Flintlocks? Explain the flintlocks. That's a dueling pistol, you know? And because she's a Tory, she has dueling pistols. Well, she's, I mean, she's posh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, l- listen, I actually don't know who she voted for. We're assuming. But I know she is posh. Yeah, we we can assume Tori. She def like okay. I think that I would not be surprised if Nigella Lawson had a gun in the house. That's true. Yeah, like if she had a jewel, a functional dueling pistol in the house, just like something she picked up on her travels, makes sense. Oh, I'm thinking Nigel Slater. Like she can get away with it. Nigella, the serial numbers have been filed off this. Whereas, like Nigel might have a like a a, a a shotgun, maybe. I don't know. I think I think Nigel's weapon of choice is going to be something like 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 a pitchfork, spade, spade, something like that, something earthen, mm-hmm. something he's something a from a shed. Yeah, but like but like an improvised weapon. I don't think he's got. I, I think it's Nigella. I think she's got. I think Nigella's going to uh, take this fight. Also, she's drunk enough to not feel pain, <laughs> and I, I sense a rage in her. That just isn't present in Nigel. In Nigel, I'm sensing. I'm sensing a sort of cold, disturbing rage. Mm. She doesn't shout. No, she just shakes. You like you you lunge like you lunge forward and stab her in the gut, and then she just looks up at you and strangles you. The, yeah, the sort of pull yourself onto the sword more to get closer. Yes, yes. Man, I really wish I didn't fancy Nigel Lawson so much. This is uncomfortable, <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> 
just write there, eye to eye, choking the life out of me. That's all I want. Yeah, please. Can... That's a, maybe she could step on me a little just bit a, and Nigel just Slater could, could watch. Just a, just a little bit, you know, just like, maybe just, just, just like my foot or something. Foot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I think that's, that's pretty straightforward. I think in terms of like, just stat wise, he's outperforming her a lot. Really? You think Nigel's outperforming Nigella on stats? Oh no, sorry, no, sorry. The other way around. Okay, he's, he's so yeah, like, <laughs> Nigella's yeah. definitely got the stat yeah. points. Yeah, she's got the stat points. She's, she's, she's they're, they're about of equivalent level. Yeah, but like Nigel's saving all of his points for later. He just hasn't That's assigned true, yeah. them yet, you know. Yeah, like he's got he's yeah, got a he, build he waiting. He hasn't decided. Whereas Nigel Lawson just spent all all of her money on fencing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good that was a good warm up one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got something quite meaty here. Okay, Tim Wilkinson Lewis writes in Beyonce versus Gilgamesh. I see Gilgamesh, so. the the ancient Babylonian king. Yes, the the very first action hero, mm-hmm. descended into hell, um, fought the bull of heaven, invented the coracle. Wow! If you remember, I mean that's that, yeah, that's that's fairly big news for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he is like he is he he both I believe he both sleeps with and fights gods. Wow! Uh, and on the other hand, there is Beyonce though. There is. What, what are you going to do? It's Beyonce. I mean, think of the press, right? Like you're the person who killed Beyonce. Mm. I mean, that's a I, that, that's a Lennon situation all over again. I have, I have, I have a, a, a point about Beyonce I'd like to bring up, in that she is intensely famous. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me anything about her? No, you see, I was thinking about this, and I, there are few celebrities that I care about less. Like I'm more interested in news about Mariah Carey than I am about Beyonce, because I've got a sensation of, of of Mariah Carey's innate humanity. She seems fallible and weird, and oh, so weird, you know. Mm. But Beyonce like, like, is just a, a whatever. What's the, the thing? Like, she's intensely famous. She's very good at music, and she. Does these huge, massive shows, and I, I guess like you're, you're looking in terms of like you're looking at like Lady Gaga, great, mm. but like, but like, but but more so. But Lady Gaga has a character, and also there's a thing there. Also, I understand there's a human her. behind it. Yes, whereas Beyonce is just there. Yeah, which means she's going to be very hard to fight because she has no weaknesses. <laughs> you can't pin that. Silver. Down. Silver? No. Hawthorne? No. Salt? Whatever. Piss it on the chips. Well, all, all these... Well, she clearly doesn't. Um, these... I reckon she has a chip on her. All these, all, these, all these supernatural things are predicated upon, like, superstitions of perceived weakness. Mm-hmm. So, silver hurts werewolves because it's antibacterial. Yes. Um, and things like that. And there's... Like, you need background... You need story mm. for this to exist, we, and the Beyonce story maybe. is Destiny's Child. They're then more famous. Yeah, That's like it. if she hadn't eaten the other members of Destiny's Child, we maybe could have used them to fight her. Like, she, does she even have a house? She, look, she must do right. Like, but she we don't must know. live in a house. We don't know that. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah, it's like that. No one goes in. It's like that beautiful picture of Will Smith recently. Have you seen this? Like all these celebrities no. are doing, like a, a whole stay inside, chaps. I need to be relevant. Right. Yes. And like, remember, stay inside your home. And he points towards his house. 
Yeah. And then somebody on Twitter had just posted an aerial view of his house. <laughs> and, like, I've never seen a bigger house. Mm. It's massive. Like, yeah, I'll stay in there forever. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, yeah, that's fine. I'll, 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 go, I'll go into seclusion in the East Wing. Whereas I assume that Beyonce just kind of fades into a wall and just exists Maybe. in null space for a while. Maybe she appears for the concerts and stuff? Is she a hologram? Is she summoned? Because if she's summoned, that's different, because now we've got a weakness. Banishing her. We can banish, we can mess up the summoning oh, ritual. Okay, that makes we've much got more wards, sense. Yeah, we've so- got bans against that sort of thing, because that puts a category on her. Oh, actually, you know what, hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this through. So we've got, like, like so, uh, beautiful, proficient, mysterious, otherworldly... Not quite existing in the real world. Beyonce is Faye. Yeah, cold, cold iron. iron, cold iron. So um, we. So this 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 is this is uh, this is rather shifted into how would we kill Beyonce? Knowles? Yeah, and, and <laughs> which I don't want to do. And the the easiest answer is obviously beat her with an iron railing. I'm coming to think of it, like they probably didn't have very advanced um, smithing techniques in Babylon. Mm. So they're you're probably if 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 Gilgamesh had a sword. It's probably cold, or it would be bronze, wouldn't it? It'd be forged bronze. But might have had some cold iron knocking around. Hike it out the ground, hit it with a hammer a bunch until it's uh, until it's a rough shape. He's used to that kind of setup, right? With mm-hmm. with killing mm-hmm. gods and that sort of thing. Like we need yeah. a named weapon at the very least. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to real quick up look at the epic of Gilgamesh. Okay, okay. <laughs> the epic yeah. of Beyonce as well, just to see if there's anything in there. Yes, it's uh, it's called uh, Lemonade, I believe. Why? That's that's the that's a big album she put out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I can say I like Beyonce is a person that I care zero about. Okay, all right. I I actually played a role playing game about her. Oh really? Yeah. So I, I went. This is, this is back before the lockdown came in. This would be back in um, back in February. Um, all those years ago. All those uh, back five or six years ago in February. Uh, I went. I went to go meet uh, Matt uh, Ursidice off Twitter, who writes all those one-page games, mm-hmm. and I was going to meet him at drafts, and 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 he was, oh, we've got got some friends coming over. We got some friends down. We should, we should come hang out. I was, oh, that sounds lovely. So I went along to meet him, and there were seven other people there, and one of them uh, had written a game about Beyonce, where you all play versions of Beyonce. Okay. I was Beyonce gnome. <laughs> was there a I Beyonce was... halfling? I was full of the horrible dimension where we all looked like little gnomes. Oh, <laughs> because because the problem is no, no one could actually be Beyonce. Right. So, yes, we managed to save her with, I don't know, some sort of bees. We summoned a lot of bees. <laughs> sure, bees, why not? So we definitely look, goes to hell. We're looking at Gilgamesh winning this fight now that we know that yeah. Beyonce is summonable. Beyonce, yeah, so all you got to do is summon her into a circle of cold iron. Yeah. Or just or, or anywhere basically. Just smash and, uh, her face in with a railing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. And also, if she does manage to kill Gilgamesh, I'm pretty sure he's come back to life more than once. And like, what what are Beyonce's attacks? Honestly, sonic attacks. Yeah, they're just just like yelling. Baseball bat. It. She does use a baseball bat in her video. All right, a baseball bat against uh, a an lot. armored god king. That's true. Yeah, in a, there, there's a picture of, of of the armored god king here, and he's got he's got a lion under one of his arms. Right, like a baseball bat from a hologrammatical fae woman is not going to be. A, <laughs> it's not a problem, right? So I think it's Gilgamesh, but I think she'd probably put up a fair fight. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gilgamesh would make would make it last just so that there's more story. That's true. He did like drawing it out, right? Like, <laughs> it's, if you just like, yeah. And, and then I was just walking along and I stabbed Beyonce, and then uh, I went and got coffee. Bad story. Yeah. For fifty days we fought on the cliff top. Like that's Gilgamesh. For fifty days we fought on the cliff on the cliff from the opening scene of Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> Which was recreated one to one scale on a stage at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Easy enough. Sorted. Gimme give gimme give gimme give a be give me a meaty one here. A meaty one. Alright. Yeah. Alright, John, next is the duck. Suggests mm-hmm. Archduke Franz Ferdinand and the band Franz Ferdinand. Now, so the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, famous, mm-hmm. famously tousled hat wearing ambassador, politician, king, Duke. Prince, Duke, Duke. Yeah, well, Archduke, we, Archduke, but like I don't know what he did. Diplomat. Yeah. Um. Versus war triggerer. Versus, I guess, an in, are they indie? Yeah, indie rock. An indie rock. Band from the two thousands and more. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So, if we look at the evidence, Franz Ferdinand are a bunch of um, latte sipping, noodly armed Scotsmen. I'm going to use the word weeds. They are. They are weedy. They are. Like I feel that I, I and Franz Ferdinand are about are about peace. Uh, we 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 like, we're about the same. Yeah, I, re- I reckon you genuinely know? you're a bit bigger. Yeah, it's true. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not as skinny as most of friends. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very much the tight, the tight jeans sort of end now, of the spectrum. Now, Archduke Ferdinand, actually quite hard to kill, but famously, when he did die, did not put up much of a fight. Well, I'm guessing it's some sort of inversion of the Pug One Piece unluck aura. I see. You know, like 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 dudes got one of them four up and vulnerable saves. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, because like, like someone shot at him and then it didn't work. And then so, so, so the dude jumped in a river and to try and drown himself and the river wasn't deep enough. So he took uh, a, a, a pill to kill himself and then the pill didn't work and he was arrested. <laughs> well, that, was, that was one of his assassins. But yeah, someone threw a bomb in his car and it blew up. Mm-hmm. I believe. And he just took it. He Yeah. Right. Like no verbal fight. Worse. So he's he's an aging well he's he is he is he is he's an archduke of what the fuck was he Belgium Europe who's a European archduke <laughs> let's say yes fucking hell <laughs> I did history I didn't <laughs> yeah um so the strength he's got he's got money mm-hmm. he's got inefficient bodyguards clearly yep um he's got a car. Yes. And he has a weakness to bomb. Yes, very weak to bomb. Very weak to bomb. Franz Ferdinand, no bombs to speak of. No. Guitars. Yep. Uh, they have bonuses when they're in the dark of the matinee. That's true. Uh, they have that song called Take Me Out, which, which if anything is a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, not what you want in a fight. That's not at all. Oh, um. So, one of the interesting things here, right, mm-hmm. is... Name another indie rock band. Any other indie rock band. It does it offend you, yeah. It's actually a band name. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so you named another one. Okay. Name another Archduke. Pumpernickel. Is that a real Archduke? Yeah. Don't look it up, folks. I won't. My point is that Franz Ferdinand has the kind of small gods level belief 
Ah, I see. Like, he is the Archduke. He is the Archduke. He is the, the avatar, avatar of Archdukeness. Because if you say Archduke, the only one anybody can think of is Franz Ferdinand. But yeah. if you say indie rock band, mm-hmm. not everybody's going to go, well, it's Franz Ferdinand. They are iconic of that genre. Mm. So I think that Franz Ferdinand actually has some kind of like god-level power. He probably has a gun as well. Also a gun, which is going to win that fight just straight out without all this That's extra true. craft. Really, yeah, they, they, they don't have him. guns or anything. Like there's, there's four of them, I think? Yeah, but he's got a gun yeah. and diplomatic immunity. Yeah, like I've also got to assume that they are in that like each of the fighters are in their prime. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I you mean, know, in, in their Franz, most iconic Franz state. Ferdinand, they just released released the one album anybody knows about. Archduke Franz, Franz Ferdinand has not yet been shot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right in their prime. That, that is the other thing about the Andy band is they are currently alive. <laughs> Archduke that Franz is- Ferdinand been in the ground a while already they've got kind of, Franz Ferdinand technically have already won just a skeleton at the other side of the arena like you've got a ding ding when you're seeing the tournament matchups you're like oh we're against Franz Ferdinand I think we're gonna get a bye like he's he's not turning up to the arena he, he folds yeah. automatically we assume everyone can everyone can bro- yeah you know what he's got a gun he must have a gun and he could get one if he wanted one at very least an actual like working sword yeah in Franz Ferdinand we're talking guitars like a bass guitar you could you get a swing behind it but you can't guard properly I don't think that's going to kill somebody in one hit though whereas I'm fairly sure a cavalry saber is meant to do that Mm-hmm. well you're supposed to use it on a horse I think, there's, there's, there's I, think I don't yeah. think it just doesn't function on the ground, Grant. <laughs> I don't think it doesn't work dunk, without the dunk, horse. Dunk, 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 dunk. Fuck. <laughs> I'm down too low. It's the, the weight of it, the curve of it. No, you I, know? I, I understand, like, but I'm saying that if, <laughs> if Franz Ferdinand were asleep and I went to town with a cavalry saber, I'm not going to wake up and go, uh, excuse me, get out. It just, it just stops when it hits their tummy. <laughs> yeah. It's, fr- it's, it's, it's Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand wins. Yeah, Franz Ferdinand wins. Ding, ding. All right. Give me another one. God, I love this. <laughs> Carnivorous Sky writes in, the X-Men versus the Omen. <laughs> that's, that's, re- that's really funny. That is, that is incredibly good. Now, I don't know much about the Omen. Okay, so let's, let, let's start by examining the X-Men as a whole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they, they go to Xavier School for Gifted Children. Yes. Merely a front for their crime-fighting activities. Mm-hmm. All that money is spent on the base. They've got planes and all that. They've got the stuff. big, big machine underground. You put a Patrick Stewart in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's just fucking billions of them. <laughs> there just are like a lot of them. Aren't an there? infinite number of X Men. There are, at the very least, a couple hundo. Yeah, until you start going into like the the specials they did, where they killed them off and then ignore that and go back to a main plot line. There's like mm-hmm. 25,000 of them. All yeah. with unique powers ranging from dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. Hello, my name is Jubilee. I can do fireworks. Up to a <laughs> steel man. <laughs> uh, like yes. infinite regenerators. People who can make ice surfboards. All Whatever it was shit. Jean Grey could do. She could think really hard. Mm-hmm. But like, a, but effectively, okay, right. Um, and the Omen, mm-hmm. just the one of those. But he—he's the son of Satan, isn't he? Uh, yes, the, 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 certainly the demonic. The 
Yeah. However, uh, he he's bad. However, mm-hmm. currently in the in the body of a child. You're right on that front. And yeah, like what this is very much is is this is a, this is this is a. I want to say 16, 18. What time, what, when do you pass your driving test? 18? Uh, 16, I think. 16. Let's just say 16, 17. 17. Yeah, okay. They've just passed the, the test, like, day of. Is this, is this, is this the kid who's... No, 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 this is, this is, this is, eight, this is a teenager. Right, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And they've just gotten out, and they've, they've been driving that Fiat Punto. They know what they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Like, right, get in that articulated lorry and drive it for 20 miles. That's right. going to be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in the Omen. The demon has clearly been quite comfortable in demonic bodies. Mm-hmm. Second, it gets into the body of a child. Right. It can vomit, spin its head round, climb up Chris, the wall, and Chris, make... that's the exorcist. That is the exorcist. Yes, the Omen is, I believe... Oh, that's, that's Damien, that's Son of Satan. Son yes, I'm Damien. mixing yeah, the, two, Satan. The, two, yeah. the two films up, because they're fucking the same. Give or well, take. How about how about we put the kid... We put... um. The kid from The Exorcist in as well. All right, sort of even the odds of it. So Omen was church spires falling on people, right? The challenge we've got here is that there's there's, there's a lot of crossover in, in the evil child genre. Yeah, so much so that I have completely forgotten which one is the Omen. So the Omen, from my understanding, is that there is a there is a child. He's evil, but he's kind of evil-ish in the bad things happen around him and they could be ascribed to him. Yeah. Um, so again, like you've got the church spires. I think that's 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 the thing. You know, you've got you've got all these Right. You've got all these all these dangerous things happening. Unfortunately, that happens, and then there's the X-Men music and the X-Wing lands. X-Wing time. Cyclops arrives and just shoots him into the ground. That's true. Yeah. Like, so, I there's think no. Like, I think he's not. He's not putting out enough DPS to take down the X Men. No. I think what we need to do then is to make the Omen ensemble. Right. Okay. So what I'm doing here is I've pulled up the IMDb listing of the Omen 1976. Right. And what the Omen gets is the cast of that film as helpers. So he gets he gets Gregory Peck. Right. Gregory Peck, incredibly mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. Like, God, God, I died for him. Right? Look at him. He's amazing. What a, what a human, Gregory Peck. Oh, my God, that was stuck. Like, Guns of Navarone, To Kill a mm-hmm. Mockingbird. Oh. Man can do literally anything. Uh, Arsenic and Old Lace, he was astonishing in that. Mm-hmm. I think that was him. I really hope that was him now. But also, David Warner. Mm-hmm. Now, David Warner has the strongest voice in Christendom. He's got the strongest face that I can see. That's yeah. interesting. Everyone just, just search David Warner. Yeah, like, if ever you needed a criminal, you get mm. David Warner in. Okay. Like, his voice is there with Clancy Brown. Listen, listen. The, the Omen indisputably had an incredible cast. Can any of them lift objects with the power of their mind? I know, but you see, what happens is, the X-Men Was Wolverine up. in The Omen? Could have been. Okay. Been. <laughs> yeah, he was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Right, the X-Men turn up, and they're like, right, right we're here to kill the Omen kid. Gregory Peck standing in front of them, saying, you'll have to go through me. Remember, it's not the Omen kid, it's the film The Omen. Oh, I see. So Gregory Peck, so we do get Gregory Peck, yes. Yeah, so we get Gregory Peck. Okay. He's just acting as a bullet shield. 
Not one of them would shoot through him. That's true, yeah. Not one of them would destroy National Treasure Gregory Peck. Are we going, Are we going like, um, movie X-Men or Saturday morning TV X-Men? Because we did do the Saturday morning TV t- theme tune, and they didn't kill a soul. Now... They, they just sort of pushed people around. That's very true. Now... I, whenever I watch the, the, the movie X-Men, I still do that theme song. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, I, I do that over whatever mm-hmm. their music is. So, mm-hmm. so, far so, what, so, what is, so, and indeed over all the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't stop. I love that song. Uh, and whenever Hugh Jackman's on screen, I have a little mask I hold up over, over his face who looks like proper Wolverine. Look, I think, I think this one's gone on slightly too long. Okay, I, I I think it's the X Men, man. Listen, the X Men win. Yeah, but I'm really feel bad about own. it. All right, okay. Adam Sell North suggests a Hound of Tindalos versus Kirby. So, Hound of Tindalos is a nightmarish um, creature from a, a, an adjacent reality that moves through time and angles. Yes, a a fractal dog-like creature. Yeah. That tracks uh, you across time. And Kirby is a sort of, sort of pink affair. It's it, it, essentially it's the the video game avatar of Vor. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, like when he eats things, when he eats people, and like so, like Kirby's main talent is consuming things and taking their power. Yes, and their clothing. Weirdly, often, sometimes, yeah. Um, it's. So there, there's there's an apocalypse at the start of Super Smash Brothers on this on the uh, on the Switch, and Kirby is the sole character that escapes. <laughs> so I don't think Hound of Tindalos would really cause him any fucking bother. There is also the problem that Kirby is spherical. I just realised that there he's is, perfectly round. There is no <laughs> angles on Kirby whatsoever. <laughs> he can't escape. <laughs> so. <laughs> The Tindalosian hands are just fucked. Maybe he's what maybe he's what they're running from. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, can the hands of Tindalos ever get away from Kirby? Truly. Yeah. He's he's the roundest thing in the universe. Kirby is is terrifying. Um yeah. in the same way that going back to the previous question, Rogue from X-Men was terrifying. Okay. Because Rogue from X-Men could could had no powers of her own per se, but if she touched somebody, would drain their powers and gain them. Yeah. That's what Kirby is. He is a, yeah. he is a, re- it is a little spherical blank. Mmm. Uh, a, uh, a silly putty of a thing which simply absorbs other things. Yeah, and the worst thing is that Kirby is just his name, not what, not what he is. Like, a hound of Tindalos yeah. isn't its name, it's what they are. There are more of them. There are more Kirbys. Are there? Yeah, there's games with multiple Kirby's in. Fuck! <laughs> what, if, what if Kirby ate Kirby? Uh, he would either get larger or smaller. <laughs> Depending if it's like a growth thing or if it's a like a condensing thing. Like if it becomes like a, like a like dying Kirby? star. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not not entirely sure. Because like, like he'd take on all the traits of Kirby. Yeah, he gets, he, he gets rounder, but like denser and smaller. And mm. more pink. Maybe he gets higher def. <laughs> Until like, even if you took a, even if you had like a like a photograph of the, of him, he would mm. appear fully three D, and you could move mm-hmm. around him. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd break the laws of physics. I don't think anything can defeat Kirby. 
No, especially I, I, creatures which rely on right angles. Yeah, I mean, like, let's suggest a new one: um, nuclear warheads versus Kirby. Well, he eats them. He just eats them exactly, like he nothing them, can he, win. He eats them, and then he gets he gets a sort of jaunty little red hat, and he can shoot around like a rocket. <laughs> Yormungandr versus Kirby. Which one's Yormungandr? That's the, the world. The world serpent. The world serpent that poisons the oceans. Okay, so I th- you, you might have a challenge with your with with uh, with your Mangander, your 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 your, your is that he's a bit big. Oh, I mean, you've seen a snake eat a deer. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have. I've not seen a snake eat a truck. No, but Kirby, Kirby is a fairly small thing. Like, if you let's just use um, Super Smash Brothers as a baseline, right? Because he's like beach ball sized. Yeah, because they're all. They're all to scale in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of different things. He comes up to about uh, Mario's waist, just stomach area. Yeah, Mario's not a big lad either. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very true. So he's he's a wee boy. Like th- uh, let's, let's call him two foot. Two and a half foot. Two foot. Um, yeah. And he can consume Ganondorf. True. True. Who is a lot, I- a lot of dude. I did just realise he could consume your your your, your the, the world serpent. Yormungandr. Yormungandr. All he needs to, yeah, following Katamari rules. Oh, you just you just eat something larger than you to become larger and keep. Going. Well, he eats something with a larger mouth than him, mm. and then keep stacking that until he other can get something. Like, uh, they just Voltron uh, that shit. And I'll form the Kirby. They all say in horrendous sy- s- yeah, symmetry. Yeah, like ten billion of them all speaking as one, and and they all say at once, "I'll form the mouth." There's, there's, there's one who they've chosen to be in charge, and they He's all just rush cram. hard into his mouth. Yeah, they just ram themselves in there. Like and like and, and once they're in there, they then start running into each other's mouths. Yes. So While they're inside just, the Kirby, it's, it just becomes a fractal more. Mm. Like it, like, like you're eaten ten billion times before anything happens. You know. Yeah. So that's, yeah, Kirby that's... wins anything and everything. Yeah, as long as long as he can power up by eating lots of other copies of himself. <laughs> Kirby is the mouth that consumes the world. It is the Alpha and the Omega. We came from Kirby, and we will end in Kirby. Kirby is the destroyer. Yeah. I don't know what the creator is. I don't know what the weaver is. Mario, I guess. But Kirby is the destroyer. <laughs> yeah, like, Kirby is Shiva. Yes. <laughs> like, every, every, every myth ever. Like, the Morrigan, that's Kirby. Yeah, Bull of Heaven, just Kirby, Kirby. after he'd eaten a bull. Well done, Gilgamesh, for winning that fight. But that's because Kirby yeah. got bored. Well, he, he tickled him under the chin and he sicked up, he sicked up the bull. <laughs> He just did that thing, like, you know, when Pac-Man dies, and his mouth opens really big and then disappears. <laughs> Kirby just yeah. ate himself to just just be off. Because <laughs> Gilgamesh would shut up yeah. about his story. All right. <laughs> he was narrating the story as he was doing it. And uh, Hitler swang his sword. Fucking hell, Gilgamesh. There's a lot of... What's the, I think what happens if Kirby bites his own lip? Oh. He, well, he'd swallow the blood, so he would instantly burst into blood. Mm. And then reform Good. into Kirby. Should we move on to the second part of the podcast? I think so, because honestly, I'm terrified of Kirby now more than anything. <laughs> My God, who's that outside? Is it Kirby? No, it's a jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Multiple Maz writes in, Tournament dicks it. So, 
Dixit. Right. Dixit is a game where you have to put down cards that are just like really abstract pictures. They're like pictures of dreams. Yes, there's like a ladder going up to a wheelbarrow with a mm-hmm. flower in it. And yeah. But it's your mind. Yeah, a dog in a train. Yeah. A glass, and there's a fish in the glass. And what's the point of that? Well, what you need to do is you need to, is, is so, so like, um, you put down cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to say which card it is you've chosen, so only some people get it, but not everyone. Get what? Which card you chose. Oh. Wait. So you put down five different pictures, and then you've chosen one of them mentally, and then that sounds bad. I'll be honest with you, I'm getting it mixed up with Mysterium, which is the same game but with a murder in it. The core, ah, the Omenicist. The core of the game is you have to you you have to you get you get a, a, a random image, mm-hmm. and you have to describe the image in vague terms. Not terms that are so vague that no one can understand what you're alluding to, and not terms that are so concrete that everyone can understand what you're alluding to. But you're doing it with pictures. Yes. That sounds literally impossible. It's it's doable. It's okay. And, and like and the and, and like the the part of the fun of Dixit is that it's you sort of intuiting a language with each other and, and trying to and like especially if you like you can sort of form an unofficial team with people or try and sculpt clues that you give to work in certain ways. Okay. To different players. However, what I'm thinking is competitive tournament level, like 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 X Wing Nationals mm-hmm. Dixit. So you're gonna to need to not stack the deck, but make sure that the deck is the same across everybody. Because no. one of the things I do remember about Dixit is that you don't use all the cards. No. Well you probably would in this. Tempo would be a big thing. <laughs> Grant has been learning about card games sh- recently. Sh- shut and up! Really heavy on the uh, the old <laughs> the old the old um, nomenclature. Uh, great. So yeah, God. you need to reduce the deck a bit. I think um, the deck make building sure that could really become big and Dixit. <laughs> deck building Dixit. It's far too woolly at present. You just put whatever the fuck cards you want in there, and everyone shares a deck. None of that, thanks. <laughs> Don't touch my cards. They're, go- I- they're going on my titty anime mat. <laughs> Legitimately, I think the only way that you could do um, tournament Dixit would be to um, ra- would would be to have fresh cards, or like specific tournament cards. Yeah, uh, and like and like you would have to have a load commissioned for each tournament, and then you'd have to play through without looking at them. Otherwise, it would be possible to at the very least cheat by coming Dixit up with code draft. Words. Yeah. Yeah, you all crack so you, open a fresh pack of dream you cards. Take, yeah, you get a, a fresh pack of 15 Dixit cards, and you yeah. take one and pass the pack along, and you keep going round and round and round. And you do it to try and build a, a consistent vision for a, for a card. Mm. That could actually work with with current Dixit. Go on. Well, you just use the current decks of cards, mm. the, the current stack that you get in the game, mm-hmm. and break it up, just randomly break it up, and then shuffle it, and... And deal it out in 15s and make and let people pick what cards they're going to have to draw from before mm. the game. Yeah, okay. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but it would technically work. On the same theme of Tournament Dixit, Nathan writes in, Contact Pictionary. I mean, we've we've almost played this. What do you mean? Uh, in the, we once played a game of Pictionary that almost came to blows. What, um, Ultimate Pictionary, No Wrong Answers? <laughs> yes, at, uh, at my bachelor party. <laughs> um... Which was a monstrous game of Pixit. Pixit? Pictionary. Yeah. Well, I... Look, we wrote down video game ideas and started drawing them, and I thought I knew what Sid Meier looked like. 
Mm-hmm. And it turns out I don't know what Sid Meier looks like, and you were quite upset about that. I was, and Shigeru Miyamoto, and Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Okay, look, I got Sid Meier and Arthur C. Clarke mixed up, and I think that's a <laughs> fairly straightforward problem. <laughs> the same guy! Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Sid so Meier. Contact Pictionary is just when you get so angry at Pictionary that you lamp your opponent. I, so... Contact Pictionary. You have, uh, it's it's done, there'd be very, very simple Pictionary cards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be, it'd be things like a bed or a dog, that sort of thing. Sure. Not not like loss. Well, you'd just do, you'd just do the lines, wouldn't you? But, um, Crippling not, debt. Yeah. Um, but have you ever been... Uh, I, used to, I used to go to church when I was younger, and there's a... Um, there's a there's sort of a thing which kids used to do at Harvest Festival. There's the Parable of the Long Spoons. Are you aware of this? I'm not, no. Um, so, um, this, this parable from a, 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 a religious book, I believe it's in the Bible. Probably not. Um, probably Apocrypha. Uh, and there are these people who had very long spoons, and they couldn't get the food to their own mouths with these very long spoons. So they had to help each other by feeding each other with the very long spoons. It's a metaphor, you understand. I mean, they're idiots. Yeah, I mean... Just that... hold the spoon further down. Yeah, budding atheist Grant Howitt might have had that idea as well during rehearsals. Yeah. But, um, but, but like, but you went up, you went up, uh, like, on church, you went, you went up at Harvest Festival, and, like, and, like, you, you know, you sort of acted it out, and you sort of helped each other, and you sort of, you know, fed each other in a, in a very non-erotic way. I was about to say, so a load of children fed each other for the pleasure of adults. Well, okay, the spoons were t- were tied. The one fork, they were forks. We, we used bread rolls, um, and they were tied to to meter long rulers. Okay. So they were very long. So it wasn't like an intimate. It w- it wasn't like that picture we're all thinking of now of that one lady feeding the other lady a sort of yogurt drink. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we you know which picture I mean. We're just all keep thinking going. of it. Just, now. Just, Point is, Pictionary, but you've got like a, a like like a like a broom handle mm-hmm. and a like a sharpie or a big fat like a bingo pen, a big fat marker tied to the end, mm-hmm. and you have to draw on opposite side. Uh, so you and you've got like a ping pong table in the center. So you're on one side, your friends on the other side, and then you've got bits of paper on on your on your opponent's side. Oh, so, so next to where they're standing. Next, yeah, your your paper is next to your opponent, and mm-hmm. you have to draw this really simple thing. However, they're drawing it in front of you, so you can try and nudge theirs with your elbows, and they can do the same to you, or you can sort of clash sticks. <laughs> First off, mm-hmm. I think this is a great idea. Thank and you. secondly, I love the phrase "clash sticks." Thanks very much. See, like, I was thinking much more, much more brutal and simple, uh-huh. uh, which is just a game of American football, but everybody, instead of numbers on their back, just has a blank piece of paper, <laughs> and you just have to, you have to just play Pictionary whilst also playing American football. It's very difficult. It's the assassin game, which we all played at university. Oh, yeah. Except everyone has a bit of paper stuck to their back, and you have to draw the Pictionary on them quickly before they notice. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else has to get close enough to guess. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. Like w- once you did it, you'd say, "Right, I done you." Take off the paper, and then you take off the paper, and then post it, and people would have to guess what it was. No, no, you just leave it on them. Like you've still got to get uh, close enough. You got to sneak up and try and tricky. try and work out what somebody's drawn on this person. Mm. It makes it even harder. I do. It's the contact. It implies a sort of rugby. It vibe, does, doesn't it? Like doesn't it, it, yeah. it implies like uh, force rather mm. than rather than like. 
bumping into each other, like mm. actually like tackles. So it's it's American football, but instead of a ball, you have a pen. The pen <laughs> is a ball. There you go. The pen, uh, so the ball is covered in like both ends again, like as big sort of like they've been dipped in paint, maybe. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, it's just got a ballpoint pen sticking out of each end. That sounds dangerous, but less it dangerous is. less dangerous than the rest of the game. Yes. Um, so it's, it's a full game of American football, except you have to try and hoik... Uh, your quarterback has to try and hoik the uh, the football to one of your... Runners? Fieldsmen? Catchers? Batters. Bat... bat- oh, Wickets? Oh! And you can only make a guess in, your, in the opponent's end zone. You can only draw in the opponent's end zone. No, I like the idea that you can draw mid-game. <laughs> like you've oh, got, you've got, oh, you've got, to, oh. you've got to draw mid-game, and then you, if you want to make a guess, like somebody makes a break for the end zone, and if you can stop them, they can't guess. Chris, Grant. the best bit about American football, aside the from no, yeah, we have aside from the tackles and aside from the, the names the players have, is you have they have like those tech maps, don't they, of where everyone's running around? Yeah. And it'll be like, okay, so they run around here, and then they and like then they'll, they'll draw to show where people went. That's how you draw the picture. Okay. So, so they you, know what the picture is before they play American football. Um, so yeah, the teams know that know what they have to draw. It's randomly drawn, like from a lottery or something, and mm-hmm. they both have to draw an opposing picture. You can only guess. What well, fuck? No, that wouldn't work. Every time you get the ball into the end zone, your your supporters get to guess what it is you drew. <laughs> no, I, like take the ball out of the equation. The ball doesn't actually mean anything. It's just the the single pen on the pitch. <laughs> it's a normal pen. All right. No, no. Okay. It's like it's in a ball shape, so you can throw it or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everybody has on their back um, a drawing surface, not a piece of paper because it's going to fall off. But like it's like a whiteboard, yeah, erasable yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, be sensible. Yeah. And their armor is. Makes them makes their backs flat and square, mm-hmm. um, and then what you do is you just play as normal, mm-hmm. except that if you've got the ball, you can draw on people's backs, and you could do it on your mate's back. You could do it on your opponent's backs if you're feeling fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, you can only make an uh, an actual guess and score a point if you are standing in the end, opponent's end zone and yell it. So you don't have to have the ball. Don't have to have the ball. Right. So what this means is that as soon as somebody thinks they know what it is, they're just going to make a break for the end zone. Ah. And if anybody sees them going towards the end zone, it's very much British Bulldog rules mm-hmm. as they get tackled and sat on so mm. they can't get to the end zone. And you can't shout it out, otherwise you get shot. Yeah, you just get killed. Yeah, there's a, there's, it's America, so there's, 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 there's eight men with guns. In the crowd. Yeah, the, the, um, the uh, red dot loads of sights scanning. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. That's contact pictionary. That actually works. I'm not sure whether it actually works. I mean, mean, it's a better game than Tournament Dixit. By far. Like, I think it works. I don't think it's, like, legal. Mm. I think think it's the sort of thing which which you might... Which, were we athletic, we might have played at university. Yes, because we were strange. We were strange. Have you got any suggestions for this week? I've got got one, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's going to... It's gonna fly. All right. Well, let's let's see how it goes. Uh, see, this is this is from JP, uh, who came up with the wonderful fight of Nigella Lawson earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty Cook's needlessly erotic Monopoly source book. <laughs> Monty Cook is renowned for making, admittedly, quite good source books. They're certainly big. They are. No, they're good. They're good as well. Yeah. Now, 
First off, let's just knock off the first four words of that and and, and examine the last bit. Mm-hmm. Monopoly source book. Right. I'm excited. What? Hmm. So, are we adding mechanics? That's what I'm saying here. We've got we've got the addition of classes, like rather than just a dog or a battleship, ah. the battleship wins. Um, well, you've look. got new classes. Paladin. You, You've got, like, what happens when you own all the utilities? Can you just shut off power to the hotels? That's sabotage. Right? Leaving bad TripAdvisor reviews. Exactly. Mm. Like, going to jail so that you avoid paying tax. Mm. All sorts of intricacies. And now that, but with tits. Monopoly is one of the least erotic experiences. That yes. you can go through. There is, I guess, a fun power play, if you're into that sort of thing, where maybe you have to give someone you fancy a load of money. Well, financial domination is a thing. Yeah, Findom. Um, that's simply the domination of the Finnish peoples. Well, that's, that's the which thing. Which is fin- just very bad. Fintech is short for financial technology, and Findom is it's very different. <laughs> it's a, it's a, bit, a bit like the two different kinds of CBT. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, having had CBT, I know. So, it's not very sexy. It's commonly no. played with your family, who I hope you don't fancy. And, and also, who will hate you more yes. post-Monopoly. Yeah. Because it's a it bad doesn't, game. It doesn't bring people closer together. It drives them apart. So, you're right. What if we just had tits? Right? Like, I'm what, thinking, like, in, really, like, awful art. Okay. There. I guess yeah. you just get, like, all, all the Monopoly man. Whenever he's there, Mr. Moneybags, you just draw a pair of breasts on him. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, jacking off at Old Kent Road or something. That is erotic. And like, maybe instead of having, like, instead of having a battleship, you've got like a dick. Right? Chris, there is definitely sexy Monopoly, isn't there? Oh, there's absolutely. Hang on. There's every kind of Monopoly. Because there's sexy pop up pirate. Yeah, we've all played that. Yeah. It's just pop up pirate, but you put your your old John Thomas in the hole. Your what now? Your old John Thomas. You not heard that before? <laughs> I have heard it before, yes. Sexy Monopoly. John's get a bit of a bad rap, really, with names like that. you got John Thomas and uh, John Hancock for signatures. And... For couples looking to indulge in a heightened sexual connection, XXXopoly <laughs> puts Continuing a naughty... bad porn titles. Puts a naughty, sophisticated twist on the game you loved growing up. Couples would find themselves strategizing how to play their purchased sexual spaces, which feature various foreplay and teasing techniques, ranging from tame and tender through wild and outrageous. Now, excuse me a second here. Purchasing a time chip from the sperm bank will help you capitalize on your investment <laughs> as erotic chest. <laughs> erotic chest! Oh, that's good. And hot and heavy, not 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 like big, ch- hot and heavy cars will earn you a free pass out of the S and M chamber, a trip to the nearest red light district, or a sexually charged minigame, all combining all combining to create a different experience each time you play. I mean, there's there's certain level of implicit sex work in this, isn't there? Players roll the dice and land on a sexual space. Each sexual space is a sexual task. Tasks range from French kissing to full-on intercourse. <laughs> just, oh, no, I've landed P- on reds. What's that? It's tit wank. Purchase the space and it is yours for the game. Every time your partner lands on your sexual space, they have to perform that sexual task with you. Your have partner to. can get out of tasks by paying money. Wow. I feel like these people don't know what sex is. 
or Monopoly. It's so I guess, so. It's, it's basically forfeit Monopoly they've they've designed here. But one of the forfeits is full on intercourse. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not saying that I'm I'm some sort of incredible stamina lover boy, but I wouldn't want to stop Monopoly to have to have sex during it. And also, you go around that board multiple times. Yeah. Like you're going to be tired. At best, you're going to be tired. Depending on what you happen to have landed on, mm. it's going to get very difficult. I've got a, a figure full on intercourse is like your Mayfair. It's got to be right, just to reduce right. the chances of landing. On I it. really, f- I now this is it, you intended to play it with couples, and that's kind of fun. Or, may, or maybe you know, in, in one in one of these sexy young polycules or what have you. Well, I was about to say because Monopoly does not work with two players. No, it doesn't. So I so I presume this is a this is a like a, a, a version of this this, this is X Sexopoly. Yeah, you need four. People. What's wrong with sexopoly? You need so you need four people who I I don't know really like each other or don't mind taking frequent breaks. Presumably, who quite enjoy being forced to have sex with each other. It's the way that you can spend money to not have sex with your partner. Yeah, that's weird. There's, I'd almost rather it was the other way. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a tenner if you just go to sleep. <laughs> so, would you like? Would you like a kiss? No, here's five pounds. <laughs> How about now? Slides twenty quid across the table. <laughs> Tell him my dick. Go to town. <laughs> I've got the utilities. Wink. So Monty Cook wrote it. Go to prison. Mo- well, t- t- to the S&M dungeon. Oh, okay. Austin says. It's got three stars because it does what it's supposed to do. Eventually they get sick of Monopoly and start the fun part of the evening. <laughs> Darren says. We thought we were going to have a fun afternoon, but when we opened the box, the board was mouldy. <laughs> Talk about a buzzkill, we'll be returning immediately. Right, so needlessly erotic monopoly already exists. Mm-hmm. A source book would simply add more rules to an already fairly complex sounding sexual endeavour. Mm-hmm. I don't think that needs to be made ever. Especially not by Monty Cook. No, I think our game is contact pictionary. Contact pictionary. Yes. I think okay. that's I think that's a difficult but playable. Mm-hmm. I still don't really have a clear picture of it in my head, which is ironic, really. I don't understand that, because it's just American football where you draw on people, and then you can say the answer if you're standing in a specific area. <laughs> That's literally it. Okay. Um, I think this the, the challenge I've got is looking at the picture. Yeah, it's really hard. It's going to be quite hard to look at the picture, um, I guess. And especially since if you've got the pen, the entire other team need that pen. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm worried about the about how it's actually played. Oh, it's going to be just a ruck. Mm. Oh, Chris, multi ball. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's three pens on the pitch. Yeah. Now the problem is, if you drop the ball in American football, the game stops. Oh yeah, we get rid of that. Yeah, we get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just make the ball very bouncy. <laughs> like a Super Bowl bouncy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you drop it, it's like sprawling and goes off to one side. Yes. Because that yeah that ball's not for bouncing. That ball's for catching. And if All it right. goes into if it goes into the crowd, mm-hmm. it's out, like it's gone. Yeah, you lose that. You, yeah. you you have to buy a new one with the money out of your bullet. Yes, you have to go to the shop and buy both tape, a bouncy ball, and a new pen. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Hearty Dice, friends. We hope uh, we hope you enjoyed yourselves. I I keep thinking about Nigella Lawson killing. Nigel Slater, and I really don't like it. And I'll be thinking about that for some time to come. Like, 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 like she hits his head on a sink and then drowns him. 
that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not nice. Just slamming his head over and over into the fridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While she just nips down for an aperitif (laughs) at 2am in a nightie. (laughs) Nigel Slater has broken in to try and smother her in her sleep, so she shuts his head in the fridge. That's how I always imagined it would happen. Has the credits going? Has credits going along the along the background, uh, along the, the foreground of the screen? A sort of sexy music, and then you you see the fridge open, and then you see Nigel like his head get pushed into. It. Yeah, it's grotesque. Smash, it all slam, 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 and then she takes out maybe a bit of brownie. <laughs> Pours herself a pint of wine and goes back to bed. Pours herself, a, yeah. Thank you for listening. Our game is um, an, a- an asymmetric horror scenario where you are Nigel Slater trapped in Nigel L. Lawson's <laughs> <laughs> sprawling countryside Nigel palace. Slater's. Sorry? You all play Nigel Slater's. Yes. You all different play, like, eras you... of Slater trying to Nigel escape Slater. from the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an eternal darkness risk. <laughs> <laughs> While Nigel Lawson stalks the halls looking for, for snacks and murder. Yes. Um, either that or the or the Pictionary one. One of those. Whatever. We're not your dads. Make it eh, up. Flip a coin. Yeah, whatever. We love you very much. Times are strange. Stay indoors if you can. Wash them hands. And we love you. Be good to one another. Follow us on Patreon. Give us some money. It's patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. You can also... No, that's it. Goodbye. Bye.